0: Welcome to Healthy, Sexy Nutrition with me, Michelle Fox, culinary nutritionist, health coach, and your host for this podcast. I teach busy professionals how to get more nutrition in their bodies and how to have more fun in their home kitchens. If you struggle with consistency or sometimes forget to make your needs a priority or you avoid planning your meals... You, my friend, are in the right place. Join me each week for inspiration to increase your energy, discover new recipes, manage your hormonal woes, and so much more. You are a busy professional, but that does not mean your nutrition should suffer. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love. So let's dig in. I hope you can hear the smile in my voice. I am speaking with my friend, Anna Bueno. And between the two of us, she is another bright light, shining the light on nutrition and whole body health. Today's conversation, we are going to chat how to conquer your unconscious eating habits. I know a lot of us this time of year have either worked on our New Year's resolutions and or just were a little extra conscientious starting in January. But now that we've had a little bit of time to have the weeks and the days go by, it might be time to re-look at some of those habits. And I think Anna is going to be the person to help us get back on track. And so just so you know who I'm talking to, I want to read her bio to you real quick. So Ana Bueno's passion for food came while she was a child helping her grandma. Her grandma shared with her the secrets and the magic of food, herbs, and spices from their Brazilian culture. Ana understood the value of food in its entirety and the role of empowerment to help cure diseases, treat symptoms, and calm the mind and soul. You can see why we've connected, right? Anna was able to integrate her passion for food, the entrepreneurial experiences she's had in hospitality and business with her curiosity and her desire to learn. And this is what helped her to create Bueno Seeds Nutrition with a concept to help nurture people from the inside out. She helps to support pillars for a healthy and an enjoyable life in each of her clients. The approach that she does use with her clients is through a holistic evaluation, understanding where they are at the moment of their lives, mentally, physically, and spiritually, and encouraging healthy eating with awareness along the way. So welcome, Anna. It is so wonderful to have you here.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Michelle, for having me. Thanks for inviting for this amazing podcast.
0: Absolutely. And so as you and I have spoken offline, we sure do have so much in common. It's going to be interesting to see if we can keep this conversation in under 30 minutes, but but I think we're up for the challenge. How about you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't love a challenge? <laughs>
0: You know, to get things started, to warm you up and and to actually bring a whole lot more fun to this conversation and so that my community can get to know you, Ana, the person, a little bit better. I'd love to invite you to play what I call the rapid fire game. Are you open? Yes, I am open. Let's do it. All right. Would you say you are inbox zero or inbox 10,000?
1: Ooh, That is a very interesting question.
0: Hmm. I think I have a question for that question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a first. I'm leaning in. Tell tell me the question. What do
1: you mean by zero or a 10,000? Can you be more specific?
0: Absolutely. Happy to. So when you're looking at your email, Do you typically at the end of the day, is it your goal to make sure to answer everything and get everything out so that, you know, you start fresh in the morning or do you kind of let the emails roll in? So you have like 10,000 emails from like last year still in your inbox.
1: Okay. Mm, So now that I get it better, I actually don't, I'm not able to stand seeing my email full of emails. So I clean usually everything that I know that it's not important. And I leave unread the the ones that are important and I don't have the time to reply right away in order to reply them with the attention that deserves. But um, so I think it will go in the middle. I like to clean everything out, but not necessarily I'll have the time to reply right away. So I separate them in order for me to pay the attention it deserves and reply properly.
0: That is awesome. I have three teenagers and your answer completely reminded me of them because (laughs) and I hope you take this with love. My, My husband and I have been raising our children on the Love and Logic program. And part of their theory is that you give children two choices, but both of the choices have to be something that you can live with or that you love. So, you know, Hey, Angel, that's my daughter's name. Hey, Angel, do you want option A? Or do you want option B? And nine times out of 10, she will ask for option C. And so I've always admired (laughs) that about her. And I sincerely admire that about you too. You're like, no, I have my own answer for this. So bravo. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Is that your (laughs) Aquarius daughter? Yes. Oh, good point. Baby, baby There's the line there. My aquarium friend Something. and my Aquarian daughter.
1: Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can t- totally relate to that. Creating a solution for, uh, or an answer, or another path. I think that it's a very airy sign to do.
0: That's one of your superpowers. I admire it. Okay. <laughs> now, this one, I'm giving you three options okay. <laughs> sweet, salty, or savory? Ooh. Savory. Mm, All right. Do you have a favorite movie of all time?
1: Lately, I have been really a fan of rewatching. It can sound a little crazy, but the matrix. Ah, that doesn't sound crazy at all. No. Okay. So that is my favorite movie of the moment.
0: Okay. And then last but not least, and we kind of alluded to it in your bio, but would you be willing to share with us one of your favorite childhood memories in the kitchen?
1: Yes. Coffee time in the morning and making beans. My grandpa used to make the best beans and my grandma used to make the best coffee. So every time I smell coffee, it brings me right there at my youth and my grandma and grandpa's house.
0: And Mm. every time
1: I get to taste some beans, I remind immediately of my grandpa's as well. So that's very um, warm feeling in the heart.
0: Oh, that is so special. And is this in Brazil? Yeah, this is in Brazil. Mm hmm. Yeah. And my grandma's and
1: grandpa's tiny house.
0: Wow. Oh, wow. And what do you know what kind of beans that he loved making? Yeah,
1: in Brazil, we we just make regular beans, like either brown or black, whatever is available. And we soak them for at least 24 to 48 hours prior cooking and rinse it really well in order to remove all the toxins that may cause gut leak or gases. or And then he would spice them up with lots of garlic and fresh pepper and bay leaves and paprika and just like let it simmer for a few minutes or perhaps even an hour, I don't recall very well. But the Um. taste was just so good. It it was almost like a, a bean soup. And we will put all the uh, broth on top of the rice and we'll eat with whatever else was available at the moment. And it was just like so comforting, so delicious, so flavorful. It it was the best food ever. Every time I make beans, automatically I think of that part of my life. And it makes me
0: happy. Mm, That sounds so special. What a gift to have that type of cultural background and that experience with your your family how amazing
1: yeah Yeah. I actually feel very gifted and blessed to have lived the experience of having food made from scratch in my house we barely bought anything we even made our own soap yogurt ice cream cheese So everything, even our flour was made from scratch. Our coffee beans were grabbed and roasted and grounded and everything was from scratch. So today, when I see so much of industrialized food, I really believe that I was blessed to have lived this very from scratch food
0: lifestyle. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And were you actually raised in Brazil for most of your childhood?
1: Yes, I was raised in Brazil until I was 17 years old when I moved to the United States.
0: Oh, I'm so curious. Would you be willing to share some of that journey? Like how you ended up at yeah. Connect Women's Breakfast, how you and I met a few months back? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so I came from Brazil when I was 17 years old. That was 2001. And I, my mom was living in the country. And then... And I came to visit her and never left back to Brazil. I stayed and studied business, and then I fell in love with food aspects. After I left the hospitality industry, I really fell in love with the food aspects and nurture and decided to study nutrition. And then I moved to Denver and decided to create a network of minor people And because it was my second act as a woman, uh, if not the third, I found the second act woman and decided to participate, even though I necessarily did not have all what it takes to participate, especially the age approach that they offer. They welcomed me with a warm heart. And, you know, I've been there for maybe four times and I met you, which was, amazing because i have not met anyone into the same industry with the same passion about food that you do have it as well so it was really heartwarming again and then thank you again for inviting me to be here with you at a podcast sharing what we have in common which is passion for food and health and wellness and delicious flavor and you know excelling using food as part of the outcome
0: absolutely and my pleasure how beautiful I would actually love to now jump into our topic of the podcast episode, which is how to conquer your unconscious eating habits. I don't mind sharing with you that I am human. And so I know a lot about nutrition and I can preach it all day. However, as I mentioned earlier, I have children in the house. I also have a husband in the house who brings in sugar. (laughs) And so as you know, I do have a non-negotiable rule where I won't buy the sugar, but if it's in my house, oh my goodness, it, it's it's a little tough for me to say no to sometimes. And so I do find myself unconsciously snacking sometimes. And so I have some ideas that I share with my clients, but feel free to use me as a guinea pig. Like, What are some of the tools you use to either avoid unconscious eating habits and or ways that you consult your clients on uh, avoiding those unconscious eating habits?
1: Yeah, that is such an interesting topic, our unconscious mind, right? And everything that it brings with it and why it brings. And I think that the thing that I focus the most is to show my clients that we have unconscious thoughts and therefore we have unconscious actions. And um, if you are aware of that, it's a little bit easier to gain control over your conscious choices. So in order for us, like you already do, to not fall off for the unconscious um, eating a sweet candy that you have in your, in your pantry, because someone else brought it in, it's how, how committed you are and why would you be because it's okay not to be as committed as well and you know open up yourself for a piece of sugar every now and then why not um, but then why would you eat something that you already know that it's not going to cause stress in your body you can choose to have a moment of indulgence and you can choose to eat that every day so if you are choosing to have a moment of indulgence, that means you are giving your body time to heal. So it's okay to eat something that is not super healthy if you are giving your body enough time to heal properly. And then you can choose consciously to eat your indulgence without feeling guilt
0: about it. I appreciate you saying that. And as you're saying that you're exactly right, as far as for me and how I interpret that for my choices, because I can tell you, I've been gluten free for a little over 20 years now. And in the beginning, when I got my celiac diagnosis, I threw like a two-year-old temper tantrum. I'm like, I can't believe you're taking my wheat away from me, and my family gets to eat all this stuff. You know, how come I can't? But then I realized, oh well, you know what? It doesn't matter what anybody else is eating. I know that when I removed gluten from my diet, everything got better. You know, my energy got better, my sleep got better, my moods got better. Oh, by the way, I lost 20 pounds in like two months, like almost overnight. It felt like the weight just melted off, and I was a whole new woman. And so then I could. The mindset shifted from it's not something that I can't have, it's something I don't want because I see how my life has improved. With that said, there's still that tiny piece in me that's still, you know, after all these years, it's still residual of, you know, I've given up so much, I've given up the wheat, I've given up the dairy, I've given up the corn. Like it's okay to have this, you know, little Hershey's kiss. And it's in the moment that I'll pop it in my mouth. But then, of course, an hour later, I'm like, I'm sleepy, I'm groggy, I I feel horrible, you know, I get this little stomach bloat, and I'm like, why did I do that? And so I guess I share all that to say, I understand that there's work for me to do with my mindset, as far as looking at more of what can I have to bring energy and by vibrancy to my body versus me looking at oh I can't have the chocolate even though everybody else in my family is eating that chocolate (laughs) I don't know do you see it similarly
1: it's absolutely like um at times I ask myself isn't that a point of perception because you can look into a glass right and you can look at it and interpret it that the glass is like half full or half empty so it's literally like how do you want to look into the indulgent moment or on the unconscious and she has choices of food. You can diagnose like you did in yourself, that you believe that you could be doing better. But you also know that at that moment, you wanted to do it. You wanted to have that piece of chocolate. And, you know, if it makes you happy, you cannot be that bad, right? It's how far <laughs> you're making, <laughs> it's how far you're making um, choices with food that it's affecting your health in the long term. It's different from eating at Hershey's bar every single day or twice a day for 30 plus years of your life. And then having to deal with the consequence of that unconscious habit for the entire uh, period of life you had with choosing the wrong item into your eating habit.
0: I so appreciate you saying that. I had a friend on the podcast a few weeks ago, and she asked me to look at my 97 year old Michelle and ask, you know, what does 97-year-old Michelle want that 50-year-old Michelle now could be doing to get her into that body? And I told her, you know, I want the vibrancy. I want choice. I want freedom to move my body, to do things in the world, to continue my work, you know, at 97 years old. And she said, well, let that be your guide as you're making these, you know, daily choices. And so that's to your point, Let's look at what the long-term effects are. So maybe a little bit is fine, everything in moderation, but maybe a lot of it, maybe not so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And your friend is absolutely right. It's like, what are we doing for our future selves in order for us to have everything that we want, all the movements, all you know, the vitality, uh, the joy of being free to move as we wish without pain we're taking like tons of medication and food is a big portion of this lifestyle that we desire to have in the future
0: oh my goodness yes food is medicine I cannot preach that enough it sounds like you and I see that very similarly (laughs) yeah
1: yeah absolutely and that's what connected us
0: yes yes ma'am all right. And so just to kind of dial in deeper. So for people who might be listening and they're like, "Well, easy for you, Anna. Easy for you, Michelle. You've studied this stuff. You know what to eat. But the day to day, how do I avoid driving home from work, being tired and not stopping at McDonald's versus driving home from work, being tired, but still coming home and making dinner? Like do you have any tools or Ideas that maybe it's either mindset and or maybe around habit stacking that could help?
1: Absolutely. So there's a few things. First, it's understanding that that could happen to you and having a conscientious attached to I might be hungry on my way home. And I might just indulge myself with stopping at McDonald's or any other fast food service around and not having the best of the food inside of my body. So then knowing that there is a possibility of that happening, you can choose to bring a snack with you. Let's say an apple or a banana or a few nuts or um, cereal bar with no processed sugar. And eat that if you're really starving because you didn't have time for lunch on your way home. So then you have enough time to be home and cook something else that will be healthier or eat something else that is already pre-cooked, that'll be a healthier version of of, um, what you could be eating. And uh, the second point is that determination. If you are really determined to achieve the results that you desired and you are fully committed to who you want to be at 97 or who you want to be in the future that feels actually good to stay your ground and stand up for yourself. And just, you know, like I'm the controller of my body and I'm just going to wait because I can until I'm home and do what is best for my future self and have that exercise in your subconscious mind at a point that you can just act upon it without even have to think of it and just create a new habit.
0: I would say for me, one of, actually two of my lifesavers, both are snacks in my purse as I'm pointing across the room. You mentioned the bars. There's only one bar that I have found so far. It's a company called Resist and they're anti-inflammatory, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. They make an amazing product. So I'll put their information in the show notes, but that has been a lifesaver for me. Like if I have lunch early in the day, and I'm running errands or dropping my daughter off at school. If I'm starting to feel hungry, I definitely grab a bar so that nobody gets their head bitten off one. (laughs) And then two chomps, they make an awesome meat stick. And you actually might be vegan. So we might differ there. But I'll ask you about that in a moment. But that actually helps to keep my blood sugar up as well. And so just having that easy to grab snack has helped me to kind of keep my blood sugar balanced.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. That's good tips as well. Um, And again, you know, if it's working for you, and it's helping prevent you from eating any other thing that will be more detrimental to your health, then yes, go for it and do it and adapt it. And keep it going, you know, keep it
0: growing. <laughs> I like that. Let's keep it going and keep it growing. That, that right. might be a new bumper sticker. <laughs> that works. <laughs> so now speaking of that question with the veganism, are you a vegan and, or do you practice that? No,
1: I'm not. I'm not okay. vegan. And just by curiosity, do you actually know the difference between being vegan and plant-based?
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like so many terms and slogans get put out there, but I will tell you, I identify as plant-based slash plant forward. That's actually a new term I learned back in March was plant forward, which I loved because my food philosophy is that our plates need to be 80% plants. And then the 20% can be either the healthy carbs like buckwheat, quinoa, you know, brown rice, or 20% meat protein. And so that's how I've been living the past 20 years or so. So I consider myself plant-based and or plant forward, but then I know um, like true vegans, they do believe in nothing animal. So they're going to have, you know, no leather and obviously no meat, but yeah, that that's not quite my journey just because I do believe that all of our bodies are so unique. And another thing I've studied is the blood type diet. And I've learned that really only A types should be, quote unquote, allowed to eat veganism, if you want to say that, because A's produce less stomach acid. So they're not able to break down meat as well. But other than that, I truly believe balance is is really uh, brain supportive and health supportive. But I'm curious, how how do you approach that?
1: Yeah, no, uh, it's, uh, it's, you are very, very on top. Um, So that's exactly why I don't consider myself vegan. I still have leather shoes that I purchased while I ate meat, and I did not give up just because I don't eat meat anymore. And sometimes I get approached from people and say, you know, you can say you're vegan because your shoe is leather or your purse is leather. And I'm like, you know, you're right. I'm not because This is part of who I was at one point in my life. And you know, I still carry it. I'm not gonna throw it away just because I don't eat or purchase any other animal products these days. So I'm not vegan. Um, I do believe that vegans are not necessarily healthy because vegans eat a lot of processed food and processed food is known to not be a good option for our our health in the long term. And um, in the other hand, a plant-forward or a plant-based diet, which is what I follow in my lifestyle since 2016, uh, 2016 actually, is that a very small percentage of my diet, I would not say it's 20%. I would say it's like 5% or perhaps even 2%. Um, I don't necessarily eat whole foods, but I do eat 98% or 95% of my diet. It's whole food. It's food from scratch. It's food that does not come in a package. I make everything and I make sure that all the nutrients that that food has, it will be absorbed the most by my body. Because the intention when I am eating for myself or helping my clients, is to nurture their body. It's to give their body a break and my body a break from all the everyday inflammation that we put ourselves into it with our glass of wine or with the stress of every day, the cortisol levels up to the sky, you know, like so many things cause us to be inflamed. And uh, food can help reverse it. And I like using that as a leverage for myself and for my clients and show it to them that there is a way for you to balance things out and food can help you.
0: And I love that you touched on the cooking from scratch. Like it's such a blessing that you had that beautiful foundation as a child. And it sounds like you're bringing that into your world now, because I completely agree with you. That's how we're going to get more of the nutrients and the minerals if we're starting from scratch, because it really, don't get me going. I get so upset with all of the health washing, with all of the products on the shelves and Okay, deep breath, deep breath. <laughs> Let me come back. But yes, I, I love that you are out here spreading the good word about plant based and cooking from scratch because we deserve to have the health and, and to feel good in our bodies, and that's one way to do it.
1: Yeah, and uh, thanks for saying that. And that that's exactly why I are calling my business Bueno Seeds because I believe I'm bringing the good, which is bueno and funny enough, it's my last name. The good seeds to people, back to people, you know, like take ownership of your health, take ownership of learning how to cook a good meal. That's actually so empowering as a human experience in this life to be able to cook your food and share the nutrition properties with your loved ones. And that moment, you know, like everyone enjoying that moment of eating and nurturing and talking and relating and connecting. I think that's, that's something that we're losing with the fast, fast food and fast life and fast pace scenario that we're living in. And that caused a major disconnection in, between us and the planet and so many levels that it really, it really makes me think. And I think that's one of the reasons that why lately The Matrix is one of my favorite movies.
0: So you are just for people that it, yeah? maybe don't follow the matrix. Say, say more about that. I'm so curious.
1: Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a, it's a way to see the unconscious mind and how we are trapped into a system that we did not necessarily design, but we are so attached and entangled on it that we are not even aware of it. It's like saying to a fish, you know, you're swimming in the water. The fish will look at you like what water so it's the matrix it's being something that i watched when it launched so many years ago but lately i'm like okay i need to watch this again you know i need to watch it again so i correlated with the food because i really do think that eating not super healthy and all the fast food scenarios and the packaged it food it's something that disconnects us from the planet from our loved ones from ourselves and i believe that reconnection is really important for the future of our species in general as human race.
0: Amen. And for my friends who have multiple people in their homes, I will tell you my community is typically women between 45 and 55. And a lot of my community have either children and or a partner who they're taking care of. And often what I lovingly call as the excuse for not taking care of their health is, well, I have to take care of, you know, this person. And I have, you know, the children's activities on top of my work and I'm just too tired. I don't have time to cook. And I often want to just scream sometimes to be like, well, it's not about making, or it's not about having the time. It's about making the time. It's about looking at the priority, right? Because if you're cooking that nutritious food, especially if you, uh, cook dinner just, you know, as one tool I suggest is cook maybe two to three times a week, but maybe cook a lot. So then you have all these beautiful, healthy leftovers that you can eat for lunch and maybe eat for dinner, you know, a night or two down the road. But that way you'll know exactly the foods that you're putting in your body versus the fast food and or like you're saying the packaged food. So yes. We are absolutely on the same page. I
1: absolutely agree with you. And one thing that I say to my clients, you might agree with me on that, it's prep yourself to success. If you prep your food in big quantities, and one of the good tips that I like to share is when you cook your food, let's say you're cooking a pot of wild rice, cook it a large pot of wild rice and freeze it into small portions, like for one or two meals. And then instead of eating wild rice until it's done, you can just like take wild rice tonight, which is Tuesday. And then perhaps you're going to have a risotto wild rice next week on Thursday because you already have it pre-cooked. So if you do that with like all the things that are the base of your nutrition uh, choices, then your life is so much easier when it comes to cooking. You still have the best quality food. Everything was already pre-made and packaged. You just have to unfreeze it and, you know, be creative with spicy. That's all it takes. And if you're not determined to do that for your health, for your longevity, and for your joyful life and in your future, then who will do that for you? Mm. It's really like how much do you want it? You really have to want it more than you're skeptical or you're afraid of or whatever is the reason that you're not doing it. You know, you have to come and do it for yourself. Love yourself at that level do it for yourself It makes sense to be another because once you're doing for yourself you automatically you're going to give it to the others the best what you are already giving to yourself
0: yes and i'm saying that is so beautiful because i do think that some of us there could that could be that unconscious mindset of somebody else can do it or somebody else can take care of me. But I absolutely love what you're saying. Nobody's going to save us. Like we are the only ones. I mean, even me, the example Mm -hmm. I used of having, you know, the chocolate at the top of the call and me knowing what I know about what's gone into that food. It's like, I am the only one that can make that choice of what to put in my body, how to meal plan and how to prepare ahead. So thank you for that reminder. What I want to ask you about, because as I'm looking over here at this beautiful website is Bueno Cheese. This is another piece of your business, right?
1: Yes. um, yes. Bueno Cheese was born when I gave up dairy. And at that time I've learned how to make cheeses out of something else that wasn't milk. And I was like, this is genius. This is amazing. I've made milk back in Brazil with my mom. And I knew knew the process of how to make cheese. And being able to transmute that to, in this case, seeds, because I use cashew seeds, bagmani rice, lemon, nutritional yeast, and sea salt and cultures to transform all of that into cheese. It's just like, what? So I started making it for myself. Friends and family really like it. And then they were like, you should sell this. And I was like, no. And they were like, hey, yeah, you should sell this, you know, because this is actually really good. So then I dived in Buena Cheese, and that's how a lot of other things unraveled after that. Because then I really got into, okay, so let's focus on the nurtured part of food. Instead of just eating for the sake of the hunger, let's eat for the sake of nurturing our body. Mm.
0: So yeah,
1: Buena Cheese it it's
0: my baby. <laughs> oh, and I actually happen to be hungry right now. And just looking at these photos I'm on your Instagram you page right now. And I see one that looks like a blue cheese and then maybe like a, a nutted seed cheese and then some dill. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait. And we will definitely put yeah. all the links in the show notes so other people can find you and enjoy these cheeses. Cause I think I read it's gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. Cheese? Yes, yes, it's
1: uh, gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, cruelty-free. It's the only good things in the cheese and it's made to nurture again and uh, made to be enjoyed with friends and family as a snack on top of a salad, inside of a wrap with a glass of wine or tea, whatever makes you happy.
0: That sounds amazing. And so now besides the website and the Instagram, are you working with people right now? Do you have any programs that you want to talk about?
1: I do. I am working with people. I consult people who are interested in excelling with their health eating habits, and they just don't know exactly where to start from. So we do something it's a anti-inflammatory nutrition. So we understand together at an evaluation, usually in person or online, what is the stage that you are in your life? And why do you want to go to the next phase of your life with the help of food. Some people come because they want to lose weight. Others come because they have celiac disease, or they do have high cholesterol levels, don't know exactly what to do with it. Or they do have scan problems, or they just feel fatigued. Any other um, issue that you might be feeling and it crosses your mind that food can help, they search for my work. And then we start to understand how inflamed their body is, how inflamed is their eating habits, and what can we do to reshape the way they're eating in order for the, them to feel better. Usually starts with a detoxification. If they are into a eating habits that it's predominantly Pro-inflammatory, and then after that, after we remove all the dirt water from the glass, we are able to bring in the new food, the things that will actually nurture their body, the things that will make them feel better and feel lighter, and have their bowel movements back, and have a, a full night of sleep, and you know, like be in balance again. And once that's up to the table, then we start nurturing, and after. 60 to 90 days of program, they are already able to do better and conscientious decisions with what am I going to bring to my body at this moment? Is it going to feed that healthy version of me that I want to have when I'm 97? Or is it actually going to feed a non-so-healthier version of me? How much of that I'm going to bring into my lifestyle? So we work with a lot of conscientious decisions. It's really like being aware of the choices you're making and how much of that choice that nurture you're going to make for yourself because if you don't, no one else will.
0: Bravo, bravo. What a gift you are bringing to the world. Thank you, Ana Bueno. Where can my community find you? So my
1: website is w.buenoseeds.com. I am on Instagram with Seed Nutrition and uh, for the cheese, you can find Bueno Cheese on Instagram as well. So just so you know, Bueno Cheese is spelled with Z instead of S. Because cheese with Z, it's known into the non-dairy world as a way to recognize if a cheese is made out of dairy or not. So usually vegans and plantes, they say cheese with a Z instead of S.
0: Fantastic. Well, I will definitely put all of this goodness in our show notes so people can come find you and buy and taste your delicious cheese. You have my word. I will be buying some delicious cheese before the uh, the next holiday Yay. pops up. So thank you, Anna, for joining us. It truly has been a pleasure.
1: Thank you very much, Michelle. I really appreciate you and all you're doing. And thank you one more time for the invitation to participate in your beautiful podcast.
0: Will you help me out? I would be so honored for a review on one of your favorite podcast platforms because when you do that, it helps others to find us and it truly will help my goal of building healthier communities one person at a time. I wanna read one review that came in that just lights up my heart. This one came from Mark. Love Michelle's energy. Michelle has an incredible way of entertaining her audience while she educates everyone into making health a priority. I love her energy. Keep it up. Well, Mark, thank you. I love that you took a moment of your time to share your review. So, sincerely, thank you. So, if you too would be so kind as to leave your thoughts about this podcast I would be sincerely grateful. It is also likely that I will give you a shout out on this podcast as well. I would love to read your review on the next episode. So again, go to your favorite podcast platform, leave a review, and you never know if you'll pop up. All right, talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Healthy Sexy Nutrition. Have you been driving? doing laundry or walking around the neighborhood sweet i've got show notes for you at michellefox.com forward slash podcast click over there when you are ready i will let you know that on the page you will find resources to support what you just learned on today's show and of course you can grab some health supportive freebies as well If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so honored if you would leave a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help me with my mission to build healthier communities one person at a time. Big love from your favorite culinary nutritionist and health coach. And until next week, keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter.